Hello, it is Helen Reed here. It has been a little while since I did one of these episodes that is not a interview in the Evolving Orgasm series. And I really just wanted to pop in and just have a little bit of a conversation about what has been going on in my world, in my family life, in my relationship over the past couple of months when I've been, well, I think it's been even longer than that since I've been quiet. And some like really beautiful and really challenging things have been unfolding. And I just wanted to share a little bit about all of that. So I think it must have been around June, sometime in June, and a gorgeous um, past mentor of mine, Caitlin Edgar, um, made a post on Facebook sharing her gratitude for some, and then she tagged some Um, men in her post and this really intrigued me and so I clicked on the links of the profiles to see who these men were that were supporting her to open her heart in a deeper way in her relationship with the masculine and then I came across this whole other world And it felt like it was just completely normal. And it also felt like this crazy parallel universe. So it was like a coming home as I was reading these perspectives about relationships and heart opening. And basically, this was a... Um, I found a group run by um, so these men Zach Rohde and Mark Benet are the kind of core leaders and their their Facebook group is called Relationship of Your Dreams and I started having a look at their profiles and their posts and what was going on in the group and as I say I was quite blown away because it was quite radical in the way that Like, I felt um, some strong, like, sensations of excitement and fear coming up in my body as I, as I had a look through these posts and profiles. And I was really intrigued. So, one of them that really stood out to me Um, was a post that I think Zach posted that said something along the lines of if you are only submitting to God and using that as a way to bypass submitting to an actual real life human man then you're kind of missing the point or something along those lines and that post 
really kind of stopped me in my tracks and I was like, whoa. And for those of you who have been following me for a while, you'll know that I have been kind of full blown <laughs> into this journey of deeper surrender and deeper submission to the divine, to God um, over the past three years, kind of very um, intensively. And before that kind of finding my way a little bit into it. And so when I saw this post, I thought, oh my gosh, this is, there's something here for me. I could feel in my body that there was something there for me. And so I started to kind of binge watch <laughs> all the free content in the Relationship of Your Dreams group. And I was totally blown away. It's like, oh my God. And, I, and what I realized was that I had been not in any way submitting to Tom, my husband, in my relationship. And that in a very physical and real way, I was still incredibly masculinized in, as a woman in the physical world while at the same time telling myself that I was completely surrendered to life. And I realized at that time, I was like, that, that can't be. Like there's, there's like distortion in my relationship to submission and surrender here. This is telling me something. This is calling me to go deeper. And so what I started to do was share a little bit about how I was feeling about this with Tom. And to cut a long story short, we have been kind of diving into this um, as a couple in this process of really committing to polarizing our relationship where he takes the lead and I submit to his leadership. And for many people that just sounds crazy. And I mention it to some friends and they, they, they kind of look at me inquisitively, a little bit intrigued, a little bit horrified sometimes. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's so much, um, like when you kind of zoom out, there can be, there's a lot of conditioning around what submission means, especially in the context of a woman submitting to a man. And there, obviously, you know, the, the, the kind of image that comes to many people's minds is, it's like, and what came to my mind, it's like, oh, this like 1950s doormat. But something deeper in my body says, this is right, this is home. And what I have noticed as I've been starting to experiment with this is that 
one way to approach like the the conditioning around this thinking like oh no that's really old-fashioned or that means that you know you're going to be controlled by your man because this is this is something that like I found confronting where Tom gives me a direction or corrects me because I'm making judgments or I'm expressing myself in a disrespectful way and and he you know he's learning how to do that as I'm learning how to submit and as as I was so and and still am <laughs> like conditioned to be a man and he has always sort of occupied the opposite pole as the like kind of effeminate man emasculinated emasculinated emasculinized no I I don't know what the word is I think it's emasculinated um then it's a it's a shift that you know is an ongoing journey and what what tom had said has said from the beginning is okay so let's experiment with this like this feels right this feels right in our bodies let's experiment with this so today or yesterday i was inspired to share a little bit about this journey on the podcast and to create alongside the evolving orgasm series to create um the polarity experiment and this will be a series where i share more about this journey and share more about the the magic of it and also the challenges that come with reversing the poles because that's what I feel like we're doing like we're like reversing the poles in our relationship where I've been leading the family for a very long time and he has been submitting and now we're starting to learn how to do it the opposite way around and what I shared with Caitlin Edgar, a few weeks ago, we had a session together and what I share with her afterwards, which I really feel inspired to share now, is directed to share now by my, by, um, like my cosmic father, by God, is that there there is like a nervous system in this family unit that I have. Tom, Mia, Jack, and me. And when we started to experiment with polarity and really start to like shift our, where we were occupying, which poles we were occupying as a man and a woman. And Tom started to step more into his devoted dominance and I started to submit to his leadership. 
it was like the nervous system of our family took a big like exhale and even as I say that now it kind of feels like I feel a little bit teary that's not an emotion is it teary I'm feeling some emotions coming to the surface and I think there's some relief and there's some gratitude and yeah I feel so grateful that we have embarked on this journey and it feels like so much of the tension and stress and like aggravation that we have experienced in our family life suddenly started to shift and we've had shifts before and and mainly when I have well mainly I've noticed them when I have really taken personal responsibility for my emotions but what I've never really done is allow myself to truly open my heart and be vulnerable with Tom in relation to my emotions without blame, without judgment. I've never really practiced that. I've never really known how to before. And I've been wanting, I've been wanting Tom to like go on this like personal journey of self-discovery and exploration for years. I've been like, come on, like, you know, playing him like back in the early days when I was discovering law of attraction and I was going down the kind of very masculine and <laughs> create your own reality route. Um, you know, I would play him episodes of um, Abraham Hicks. I would give him books that I had read and I would send him audio books, give him access to my Audible and ask him to listen to, you know, he listened to Conversations with God, which he really liked. But it was, it was like me, me trying to lead him always. And something started to shift last year when I asked him to take responsibility for the financial provision for the family. And that was a big step for us because I had always been the breadwinner. And even after leaving my legal career, I had always sort of been occupying the space of the person who was going to bring in the money that we needed and that we desired as a family. So because of our circumstances at the time and my involvement with um, the Las Tortugas Curiosas school project and the commitment that that required of me, I didn't have time to focus on, on earning money. And so that was a big, big, big shift. And, and he stepped up. And looking back, that was, 
I can see that was because I was vulnerable in my expression of what I needed. I'm sure I didn't do it in any way near, like without any blame or judgment, you know, throughout the process of the conversations. But there was vulnerability there in some in someone like me who, since I was a teenager, you know, I used to spend time in the careers library and like figuring out what kind of lawyer I wanted to be when I was like 15 <laughs> or 14 or um, and then went on to to do all of that, to become a lawyer, to to practice as a lawyer and to really be very self-sufficient like that. I that's what I was conditioned to believe success meant, what was expected of me, what I wanted to be in the world like that's that's what that's what I had always kind of strived for and then since realizing that 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 life wasn't for me like being on the what do you call it um like the hamster wheel of life like that wasn't doing it for me and then back in 2017 um is that five years ago? Oh my gosh, I left my le my legal career, I left my job on the 17th of September 2022. So that was five years ago. And I left without an, uh, another income to support me. And I just knew I needed to, 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 to go on this journey that I've been on, I guess, and, and really go within and, and explore who I am and what I I want in this world and who I want to be and 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 the the journey that that has been and continues to be is oh like my heart just sort of <laughs> feels like it's opening to another level as I'm sharing this because oh I'm so grateful and you know we sold our house in I think I've, I've shared about this before. I, I don't know if I've shared on the podcast or, or somewhere else, but you know, we sold a house in Buckinghamshire in High Wycombe. And we cashed in and, you know, took the equity out. It was about how much equity? About three hundred and three hundred and fifty thousand equity or something like that pounds and at that time there was I felt so much shame I felt so much shame so much guilt but something like deep in my body was saying like no you've got to go you've got to do this and that money we we said at the time very logically and very um with a lot of certainty, we said, like, no, this money we will save, and we'll move to Spain, we'll use that money to pay off our debts. And um, we had quite a lot of credit card debt and we owed um, money to family. So about 100,000 at that time. So that left us with about 250 to around that. Um, and we said, no, we'll, We'll use this money to um, give us some, like a cushion, but we'll use it to invest. And that kind of put our family's minds at rest. 
And they said, no, what's going to happen is you're going to burn through that money very quickly and then you won't, you won't have any money to support you. And that is pretty much what happened. Like, <laughs> that is pretty much what happened. The money um, that we had from the house, um, we did spend on living and on some really cool experiences and on some very, um, what, what many people would judge as reckless um, decisions on my part. Um, in one of them was living in a, a house that um, I was under the belief at the time that, yeah, well, you know, you need to kind of live the millionaire lifestyle in order to become a millionaire. And we've got this money, so we may as well spend 3,000 euros a month renting a house and get us into that vibration. That didn't go to plan. <laughs> Although... And when I think about it now, you know, Tom didn't want to do that. I led that whole process. He didn't want to do it. I persuaded him. And of course, he takes responsibility as well because he, he agreed to it. But when I look back, like, that was all led by me. And we've learned a lot about ourselves. I've learned a lot about myself and my relationship with money. But we've never not had the money that we need. Like we've always been provided for. And that has been like a really incredible practice in surrender and submission to the support of life itself, to, to the support of God coming through into the physical and always being there and would I change like if I could take it back and would I I sometimes ask myself this like would I go back would I would I go back to that house in High Wycombe would I go back to my job as a lawyer and sometimes I think like that would be so easy well in a way it would be so easy in a way it would be so incredibly impossible <laughs> because I would be abandoning myself and that feels oh, it feels really sad it feels really sad to imagine to imagine going back to that to imagine not having gone through this kind of financial and emotional roller coaster and journey. I feel a lot of sadness around these experiences. And a lot of shame. And like I said, I also feel so much gratitude. And gratitude for myself that I had the courage to do it, that I had the courage to take the leap. And it's not been 
an easy ride. But without, like, what I've realized is that without feeling, like, really feeling, like, really coming into my body and feeling, like, the pain that comes with some of these really, like, what we call negative emotions, then I can't access, like, the depth of feeling and beauty of, of the happiness and the joy and the excitement. Like, what I've noticed is that there's this parallel, like, correlation, this, this correlation between the two. Like, the more sensation I can allow in my body and I can allow myself to experience that is, quote, kind of bad, negative, the more that I can experience the sensation of joy and happiness and love. <sighs> And one of the like main ways that um, Zach and Mark in their teachings, they, they have, um, what they teach is something that I've been trying to practice, well, practicing on my own and sharing with my clients for the past few years and although I haven't worked actually with clients since, since last summer because I've been so involved in the school project and the, the, um, the opportunity hasn't kind of arisen um, apart from human design readings, which I have been continuing with. Um, but really, it, for me, this has been really kind of validating I ha uh, and it feels really good to be well, it feels good it feels like I feel happy and grateful that I have already been what I call sort of preparing the soil like fertilizing the soil in my body so that now when Tom says I want I want us to do this course this makes me <laughs> incredibly emotional because when Tom, when I received a message from Tom a couple of weeks ago after we did a masterclass together and he said, I've signed us up for a year to do this course together. <sighs> like that's been my dream for Tom to take the lead, for Tom to like, he's like, I've signed up for the first coaching course that I've ever signed up with signed up for he used to always you know he used to I used to encourage him to share his feelings with me and he used to say that I was the only coach that he needed he didn't need support outside of me so when I received that message oh, it was like yeah this is us coming home, like we're com I'm coming home and he's leading me home, he's, he's leading me home. <sighs> and I feel like that, like, that happened because of the fertile soil, of the, the energetic and emotional homecoming that I've been on in relationship with God for the past few years. 
and oh I just feel so grateful to see that happening then in my physical world and not having even realized until like June time that it was something that was really missing. <sighs> so what does it mean to to create energetic to create fertile soil? For me it means and has meant for a long time, well for at least the last couple of years, to really find a home in me, in my body, in my cells, for every single feeling that that I have. Not to want to fix it, not to want to transmute it, not to want to release it, not to want to let it go to really let it in, to let every single feeling in and to give it a home. Just as I would like anything that I was a part of me and anything that I loved and anything that I wanted to feel um, welcome. Because it's all very well to say welcome, all my, I welcome all my feelings and then I let them go. It's, I was talking to a, some friends about this the other day, it's, it feels strange. So when I heard this instruction to make a f home for my feelings, I oh, felt so happy. And yeah, like validated, that's not a feeling, but I felt, um, felt peace and I feel like that's what we as women are being called to do we're not being called to lead our men we're not being called to lead our families we're not being called to lead ourselves we're being called well I'm I feel like I'm being called and I feel like other women may also feel like they're being called to to be led by God to develop a relationship first with the Cosmic Father, the Cosmic Mother, and to be led by the Cosmic Father or God or the universe or the masculine energy which created us, which created me. <sighs> because learning how to submit to that energy and surrender to that energy has been incredibly... Um, I feel free and humble, humbleness, humility. And it continues to take a lot. <laughs> and my ego continues to throw hissy fits and reject, reject both God's leadership and my husband's leadership and when I realized that really my relationship with my husband and how I was interacting with him as a mortal like physical man was really a physical representation of how I was really in reality interacting with God that was confronting <laughs> but anyway I think this is probably enough for today
but I just wanted to share where we're at and um, and how it's feeling. Um, yeah. And I'm hoping to have some conversations about polarity and different uh, both different experiences of it, both uh, men's experiences and women's experiences, and start sharing about this because it feels like okay, we both come both come back into our bodies, back into our like very primal, instinctual way of being together and operating, which is very different from each other. Before I was trying to teach Tom my way without realizing that his way as a man is very, very different. And until, until I realized that, he had a very different idea about about what he was doing wrong and what you know I was judging him a lot for not processing his feelings not expressing his feelings because I was trying to make him into a woman I was trying to make him adopt the practices that worked that I knew worked for me not realizing that he needed something completely different that his need was to lead his primary need was to lead I was like oh okay right and also the, the, the surrendering to the process of, like I was explaining, when he took the lead with this process and, and signed us up for this course, it was, yeah, like I had, like I'd always led everything, and it felt so, I felt a lot of fear, not knowing what we'd been signed up to, not knowing what was going to be expected of me not like I felt exposed no exposed that's not a feeling I felt a lot of fear and anxiety um, yeah the other thing I feel like I'm just going to share quickly as this is coming up for me now is I have worked and, and um, learned and studied a lot about human design over the past um, few years and practiced a lot. And a lot of that work has been around the balancing of the masculine and feminine energy within each human and the dance between those two energies. And I've also worked with mentors around that, that whole um, experience, that whole dance, yeah. and cultivating that balance. And more recently, and especially in the past couple of months, what I feel is really true for me right now is that my soul's essence is feminine, purely feminine. She doesn't have an ounce of masculine energy in her.
And what I'm playing with now is, is really using this um, like to experiment with my with being in my feminine essence as much as possible by being in my vulnerable, submissive, permissive, feminine essence as much as possible. When I'm not with my husband, I'm feeling the support and the provision and receiving the provision of God, of my cosmic father. And when I am with my husband, I am feeling the provision of my husband. And at this point in time, I don't feel like I need anything else. Apart from I do need a devoted, dominant man to lead me as CEO of my business. That's what I am now opening to receiving in terms of provision in my business. But this, this, this is such a like wild journey, isn't it? This just feels wild. And like if you're not in it and you're not really, I think until you experience it, like you might just think I just sound like a lunatic. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, I understand. Anyway, I think that is all for today. So, I'm sending love. And, yeah, that is all for now. Sending lots and lots of love. <laughs>